The following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Also hosting, editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, Happy Crow Kitty. And... Back from the dead in editing hell, editor-in-chief and director of What Toonami Means to Me, CJ Maffers. And our very special guest... Voice actor Jennifer Losey and occasional Toonami Faithful correspondent. That's actually true. I, I've, I've given her that title after Anime Expo when we interviewed her, because she interviewed myself and Daniel. Mm-hmm. So she represents us technically. <laughs> I, I One love day it. a year. I love it when the interviewees <laughs> become the interviewer. That was super fun. <laughs> she indulged, and I even talk about that. That's in the preview. It's in the preview. Article. Yeah, no, it actually is, because like that's kind of what started the whole whole thing, where we built a rapport where you... You know, we interviewed Jen. She was so great. And I will always remember what her and the other guests that we had were talking about because I just thought it was the sweetest thing. And Jen would pop up in other like events that we would be also at. So we would hang. And then she indulged myself and Daniel with a very, very silly request that turned out to be a ton of fun. And the rest so is kind of history. out of the convention center. We actually did get kicked the out. Doors. Yeah, they kicked us out. <laughs> We literally anime expoed until the last minute. Yep. And then we stole their backdrop oh. for two more interviews. <laughs> You're making me nostalgic for anime expo now. Jeez. Don't worry. 2023 will be right around the corner. <laughs> That's about when I'll be comfortable going back to anime expo. <laughs> Maybe that's when your bad luck streak will run out sketch and you can have a great oh, anime expo experience again. The bad, I miss the bad luck streak. Oh my God. Because I thought he was making it up, but it's true. It's really true. He has a curse. He is yeah. cursed. You had earthquakes. I don't. Yeah, you miss the earthquakes. Yeah, I, I did miss the earthquakes the, the last time I had Anime <laughs> Expo. I was like, well, I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't go. <laughs> and we, we joke about the uh, unfortunate things that happened to me at Anime Expo, like getting to my uh, motel and finding out that they've had water damage in a drought. <laughs> that's That's something. You know my favorite story, though. When somebody stole my Uber... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I order an Uber to get down to the Yeah, it was an Uber. Yeah, to get down to the convention center from the from the hotel and somebody else takes it and they like it says we've picked you up and we're on our way. It's like no, I'm not in there. <laughs> what? Look, I, oh, I no. have a I have a common enough name. There's lots of people named Andrew, so you know, it could have been an honest mistake, but Somebody knew what they were doing. And I just, I wish I was in there at that moment when the driver was like, this says that you're not supposed to be in here. (laughs) Awkward. Right. But uh, I'm very excited to be back. It's been a long time. I can now come out of my cave from uh, doing 
literally everything I could to make everything perfect for that inter- or documentary, which is still needed work, but still, you know, uh, I am just happy to be out of, out of that uh, little cave. Cause I couldn't even play video games, man. It, it, it was, it was struggle busting out there for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and uh, he's not going to toot his own horn. So let me toot it for him. <laughs> toot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just a little toot. Nice. Not, not a big toot. No one I likes a really big toot. I try really hard not to toot while I'm recording. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's very important not to toot. Very important not to toot. We love fart jokes here. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell we're all over 30? <laughs> Which means we're the perfect age where fart jokes are still very funny. Mm-hmm. But we're like, you know, it's whatever. It's a fart joke. Yeah. <laughs> We'll indulge in them, but we won't, you know. Well, in, in any case, uh, CJ, I, I, and as far as tooting horns go in the uh, metaphorical sense, um, I, I was really surprised. You, you always put a lot of quality and time into your projects and and, and work really hard to make some excellent products for ToonamiFaithful.com. But I think this specifically went above and beyond. <laughs> for those of you who haven't watched it yet, it's a 90-minute documentary. You can find it on YouTube and Facebook. And the title is What Toonami Means to Me. Uh, and it focuses on industry uh, industry folks who discuss what Toonami means to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, no, it was yeah. it's such a it's such a funny thing because the main architect of this is our special guest today. Um, I approached Jen in November of 2019 because I am stark raving for content, mostly written, obviously, with my position at Toonami Faithful. So I'm always on the hunt for some, you know, fresh meat when it comes to written content. And, you know, I have had a decent rapport with Jen. I mean, I I consider her. I mean, she's I consider her a close friend. I know she's kind of like, he's he's weird, but he doesn't smell bad. So he's okay. But um, (laughs) we uh, I I, know through the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I uh, I went and reached out to her because she's super talented with her acting. I know that she has excellent writing skills due to the fact of what she did before acting and things along those lines. So I, I know she had it in her. None and of I which thought... is evident by anything I said in the documentary whatsoever. <laughs> um, I am much better written. So, <laughs> But she uh, I, I thought it would be really cool to hear her thoughts and feelings of hearing herself you know, on Toonami, because unlike the other three, you know, myself, Kuro and Sketch here, I'm not, we're not going to know what that's like, you know, and that's not a bad, like, I, I don't, I don't mind that. It's just, I have a feeling that a lot of our fans, because, you know, we've all, the three, I mean, all four of us have been to cons and you always hear the question, how do I get into voice acting, right? Mm-hmm. I thought this mm-hmm. would be like a nice window of like how, yeah, there are people who were just like that, but then they took that and then actually tried to work to reach that goal and i thought jen would be like the perfect spokesperson to be able to write that and then because i'm 150 years old (laughs) i thought well you know i didn't grow up with toonami but i have so many friends that did and one of them had just been on toonami for the first time like right when we were talking about it and i said you know i i love being on toonami and I, i could talk about it but i think maybe we should include some people who you know, also had a really meaningful experience when they showed up on Toonami for the first time. Um, what if I gave you like a lot more work to do, CJ? CJ was like, I love having too much to do. I have so much that is, free time. That is without a doubt the biggest lie I've heard in 2020. And that's saying something. 
but, but wow, that's a that's tall order there, CJ. I work in news, and that's why I said it. Got, I know. Got that checked off my bucket list two days before the end of the year. Good job, me. But um, and I, so basically, when when Jen first mentioned that, I was like, you know, that does sound like a fun idea, and I wasn't necessarily thinking as major as what the documentary became. No. It wasn't until after I got her list then I was like, oh no. This will be actually a lot more than I thought it would be. And then you couldn't even make it through the whole list because there was such a wealth of information and interest that. Right. And then I did have friends say like, "Hey, how come I wasn't in that?" I'm like, "Well, I, I asked you, but it was it was like a year ago at this point, so you mm-hmm. don't remember that." Um, or, yeah, or there's so many people that like now have been on Toonami, but back when we were talking about it, hadn't yet. So right. I feel like there's going to be a part two, three, four, <laughs> sixteen of this as time maybe. goes. Oh man, maybe, maybe I'll I'll try to figure out how to like make the topic a little bit different from the last one, just because I think it would be just kind of like reiterating the same point over and over but yeah no, um so jen i think she gave me a list back in like december you know oh, yeah, she's I like made a spreadsheet like immediately and shared it <laughs> with did. you and was like here's a database oh i love people that i've asked and their contact yeah. information yes. the shows they've been on and their links to like anime news network have a good time I, I think what i really appreciated just was just a way to contact them you know the email address i really liked because as i and i've told this to jen and i've gotten at least past that and not just her but with a few other uh vas that i might have a good rapport with i hate the sliding into dms moniker thing like i know it's not the worst thing especially if you're not trying to be sleazy because i mean mm-hmm. this is me we're talking about here like i'm just like oh hey how's it going you know what i mean yeah. but i just i always feel really bad when i do that when i'm first introducing myself with others even though some are like no that's totally fine it's just i felt really uncomfortable and i even told jen this too i was like i i just i really don't feel comfortable doing this Denine at least was one that i had a rapport with so i'm like okay i, I could do that with her. you know what i mean like that's fine you know um oh, i warned everyone I'm like, there's that too, which definitely helped. But I <laughs> you just, know, I, was, I was like, I was like the silver surfer. I was like, okay, in like seven days, you're going to get an email from CJ about this project. So, and then it turned out to be like months later, but yeah, <laughs> I was like mapping everything out. Right. So I get this list and there's, I think around 13, 14 people on it, which didn't include herself, which I thought was sneaky, but, uh, <laughs> you know um, how to find me, you know what I've done, <laughs> but if but, you forget, uh, that's okay. <laughs> right. Maybe I maybe I just wanted to have the official Jen Losey part on there. You know what I mean? But um, I'll go at it right now. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I basically wanted to make sure that I mapped this out right. And so when, you know, Jen gave me the list, like I wrote in the preview thing, it's like the only thing that made sense to me was the documentary. And what was really cool was that I was looking up all the other tsunami documentaries and like mine is like so much longer lengthwise. So I'm like, oh, this is great. This is going to be like a really good feature film thing. The goal was around 60 to 90 minutes. So it's like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And then I'm mapping out, okay, I'm going to this convention. I'm going to this convention. I'm going to this convention, this convention. I might travel over here just for the hell of it because it'd be fun. And then COVID hit, (laughs) you know, and COVID was always around, but it finally like shut everything down. I remember when pretty much the United States just stopped. You know, I was watching uh, the NBA game where it was really like freaking everyone out. It was the Utah Jazz. Uh, And so like I was watching it like unfold. It was so wild and everything's just canceling left and right. And so I want to say around like March, I I contacted Jen and I was just like, I might have to shelf this idea at least until we can uh, get back to cons. Just because I really like the, the, like I have my own camera. I have a couple of ways to like shoot it. And along those lines, and Jen was just adamant of like, no, 
CJ, it's because everything's canceled. We need this. We need it, need it, need it, need it, need it. Absolutely. Think, and we weren't we're... recording from home yet, so we were all very around. <laughs> <laughs> she said that too. But like for... I was like, everyone's super captive and really lonely. Please. <laughs> when COVID closes a door, it opens a window. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and a new sound the studio. Open for better <laughs> ventilation. Yes, that's correct. So Jen, mm. Jen really pushed for me to keep on doing it. And so I did as, as, as all, you know, journalists do, they push when they uh, hear a good story and try to get it. And, you know, the recording process was very long. <laughs> not, and that's not a bad thing. Like I was telling guests, cause some were like, Oh, I felt like I rambled too much. And like, look at, I'd rather have too much than what I need than not enough. And you guys saw 90 minutes. I have over 280 minutes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Is there a director's cut that's going to just... Is there a bloopers reel? <laughs> there weren't actually that many bloopers, believe it or not. Mine are uh, all in the documentary. No, stop. <laughs> no, there was one where um, Cedric, uh, his PC went out, like, the last oh, no. question, so he had to plug it back in, like, before. So he's like, oh, crap, I got to do that. It's like, oh, man, you'd be surprised. That hasn't happened at all. And then uh, Tiana, hers just... Uh, we just finished, and like, oh... My Skype, my computer's about to die. Bye. And it just died right there. I was like, oh, <laughs> bye. It's really good. Um, and she was really longer than they thought. They were yeah. Prepared. So um, that's pretty much really all the bloopers. I know I misspoke in one with uh, Joe because I accidentally said Black Clover when I was meant to say a different show. <gasps> I don't know why I said Black Fired. Clover at all. Yeah. Well, he was like, I don't think I was in Black Clover. I was like, oh, no, sorry. I don't even know why I blurted out Black. I mean, that's my favorite show, but still, you know what I mean? You just blurted out <laughs> randomly three times a day. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I think they call that a Freudian slip, CJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know how much I love that, that show. If show. I do know how much you it, love it. You put it in the universe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I know it was a real honor to talk to Kiba since uh, that was his entrance into Toonami being on that show, which I was like, that's so... That's so freaking cool. And um, so, yeah, it was there wasn't much bloopers. What and I told that uh, I told Jen this, uh, too. I plan to at least like take every interview individually and post it on our Patreon, you know, oh, no. like do it like like, you know, little <laughs> side kind of extra that people might be interested in, because there's a lot of stuff that obviously wasn't in that, you know, I felt bad. But again, I'm not making a documentary that's like five hours. <laughs> Let me tell you about the upload time with that. If that was the case, Oof. we wouldn't have that until probably 2025. You know, it's like rendering a Pixar movie. <laughs> oh God, yeah, not as good. <laughs> but, um, but so yeah. you you mentioned a few of the um, voice acting talent that you featured. Um, some of the other ones include Ryan Colt Levy. Um, I think you mentioned yeah. Brandon. Stefan, uh, Stefan. I'm so sorry if I said his name wrong. Eddie Korea Jr. Joe Hernandez, et cetera. So what was the thought process behind picking this, these particular voice actors? You know, why, why, why these, how did you, what's, how did you get them on um, as interview subjects? Tell us a little bit about that. For me, I will at least say that I just wanted um, people who were willing to talk, which I know <laughs> sounds bad, but it's more along the lines of like, I don't want to try to like pry people away from what they need to do. 
if they weren't interested. So basically for me, anyone who was interested, because there were, you know, I I emailed pretty much everyone that Jen gave and I didn't get a response from everyone. So I'm not going to like pester, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pester and be like, hey, hey," you know what I mean? Like, just if I get a reply back, I'm like, shoot. But no, Jen was very, very, I I really, I don't know what the word is, but she found- Instrumental? Awesome. Well, I mean, they're, oh God, please. If we're going to start complimenting Jen, by all means, I'll, I'll make this a five hour podcast. <laughs> oh God, no, no. I got to go. <laughs> but um, um, she was like, I want to find you a really, really fun group of people. And that's, and I felt that throughout the entire thing. But I know, I'm sure she had like more, like she could give you more of a, uh, or paint more of a picture as to how she came with the people. Cause there were some that obviously I wasn't familiar with. I was like, this is awesome. You know, I would love mm-hmm. getting to like communicate and talk with people who I haven't, not to say that I don't like people that I have, but no, I, I always you. like, I always like, um, being, <laughs> being able to, to, you know, meet new people when it comes to that, especially when it's about tsunami. I think that's super cool. Yeah. When I was putting together the list and asking friends if they'd be interested, a couple things were important to me. One was people who had shared their stories on social media or with me about the experience of being on Toonami for the first time and really it being meaningful. Like, I think Karina cried when they found out that they were going to be on One Punch Man and and other people had those stories. And then two, it was really important to me to get a diverse group of people because, and we talk about that a lot, and that's my favorite part of the documentary, about how that landscape is changing for the better. And I wanted people to watch this and go, oh, I see myself in this documentary. I see somebody who represents me in voiceover. And to look at all of the folks, hopefully, of, you know, different ages and backgrounds and go, oh, you know, I, I can do this. You know, for folks that started super young or people like me who came to Toonami later, you know, being able to go, oh, it doesn't really matter where I am in my voiceover journey and it doesn't really matter, you know, where I've been cast in the past. There's a place for me on this channel. And so as I was pulling names, I wanted to give you a group of people that sort of represented all of that. And you talked to a whole bunch of them that I think that was pretty <laughs> successful. Yeah. Yeah. And um... also they all happen to be people who are very good looking and kind and lovely to listen to. So I think you also <laughs> chose because of that. Oh, so you're saying there was a casting couch? Whoa, yeah, I think I didn't hear back from people. No, not a casting couch. How dare you? No, I'm, no, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I was like, oh, watching it, I was like, oh, my friends are so smart and they're all so cute. Uh. <laughs> I, I did love that reaction. Um, I will say this, not to kind of jump ahead, but I, I loved when Jen was watching it for the first time, you know, giving, uh, just to give feedback. Cause I've been watching it over and over and I'm like, I'm, I know I'm missing things. So I want, you know, fresh eyes to see it. She gave me some great tips. Don't get me wrong, but I loved every time she's like, oh, I know that person. Oh my God. Oh, you got this person. Oh yeah. Like, cause she had no idea who I actually did or yeah. did not talk to, which I thought was people fun. who had told me they'd spoken with you, but what? not everyone had told me. They spoiled the surprise. I'm no. sad. No. Though I will I'm say, sad. as soon as you screen shared and we got everything working, I saw like the timeline and was like, wait, I- I'm sorry. How long is this? Like, yeah. what? Hold <laughs> yep. I literally went and got popcorn because I was like, this is long and I haven't eaten. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to ask everyone like a question. It was going to be like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, how many of these are there? And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a feature length documentary. And I was like. Her, I, her, now I understand why you're like, oh my god, I've been working on this forever. Like I'm so tired. I was I, like, I'm like, oh, 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 because I know for every hour on the timeline, there's ten more hours that you mm-hmm. know 
are not on the timeline. Edit five minutes. Uh, edit for five minutes takes five hours. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember her exact words. CJ, I thought this was going to be twenty minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> like five uh, minutes exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I need food. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So pretty much like like Jim was saying with the cast, I was I was super pleased. You know, I really liked, and not just because like I didn't like. I think the only people that I actually knew that I've spoken with like directly before was Jen and Deneen, if I'm remember. Oh, and Cedric, Cedric. So it'd be those three, you know, uh, I wasn't uh, with Brandon when Daniel interviewed him. So like, I, I really didn't know like much. I mean, he's a nice guy. So it was like, oh, that's awesome. But um, I was really, really just glad it was people that I wasn't like, I couldn't fall back on like my typical habits. So it's like, I had to really make sure I came prepared more so and to give a good impression, you know, like I wanted to make sure that they felt comfortable. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't seeming like, you know, like a kid in over his head kind of thing. (laughs) No, I really, really appreciated like the, the, every single guest and even the ones that weren't able to apply. I still appreciated that I had the information to at least try to try to get a hold of them. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was awesome. It was super, super fun. And like, there was like, oh my God, there's so many great answers. So it's just like, it, it was really, really good. And I, I think that's the biggest selling point of this documentary. You know, you can say all you want about how I edited and things like that. But the main, the main draw is just, is just the talent that really that block inspired. Because it's funny, you, you look at, you look at all the documentaries about Toonami or just like, you know, all the stuff that people talk about Toonami, whether it be written too. It's like, okay, we know Toonami is instrumental in making anime popular. Duh. Like we've known that since 1996, you know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't even around that, but I'm just, I'm, you get what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm joking. But um, we, we know that it created anime fans. Obviously it was the only place to see it, you know, that was like really catered to an audience that would be soaking it up. And they were in Cartoon Network was in Toonami was handling it better than say, you know, Fox Kids and Kids WB. But I don't think a lot of people really realize how much that like, how much in common I have with Jen, right? We both love anime. We both really like Toonami. We both really, really enjoy the performances. We enjoy what the block does for fans of anime. And it's like, put two and two together. Like, we're literally, like, if I was interested in acting, I could do this too. And I and I don't think a lot of people give Toonami enough credit when it comes to being able to be that guiding light of, making people think you know maybe this maybe maybe voice acting is it and not necessarily anime either maybe be like yo toonami had some cool stuff but i really like you know uh audiobooks that still counts because like toonami was the one that kind of put that plant that seed that they could do these things you know and it's like and it's the example i was saying you know to a lot of the guests it's like when you look at legends in a particular field whether it be sports music acting all that kind of stuff it it inspires people, you know, like Michael Jordan in basketball inspired your LeBron James, inspired your Kobe Bryant's. And it just, and now they, once they're, you know, going away, you're going to have younger basketball players inspire, uh, aspire to be them. And it's just the trickle down effect. And so you have Toonami and like the, you know, uh, I want to say like uh, the more popularized, you know, VAs like Steve Bloom, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, you know, Yuri Lowenthal's and whatnot they along with tsunami spoke to the guests that you know we were so lucky to have on and so i thought it was super important to be able to find you know people who can kind of 
articulate that better than let's say I could, you know. And, and then also me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you did a pretty <laughs> good job. Um, after all, you made some. You were in some of the more uh, tear jerking moments. Did you see one of those That's comments? The only one that was lucid. I think that I said <laughs> that wasn't just babbling. No. You, what, what was you, the comment? Did, uh, there was one person who was like, there was one VA who's like talking about how anime brings us all together, and it made me teary. I was like, that was that was Jen. That was that was Jen's comment close to the beginning. So trust me, you were very articulate and wonderful for all of your answers. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that's kind of at least how I look at uh, the guest list kind of thing. And honestly, like, I can't thank Jen enough. And I, I wholeheartedly sub subscribe to the idea that you guys should follow them if you really liked what they had to say on the documentary, because they were fire. They're absolute fire. And it was just so good. Like I had such a grin on my face after everyone. It was it was wonderful. And on behalf of all of them, thank you for having us. Like I, <laughs> I spoke to a couple of my friends afterwards. They were messaging me while they were watching it. And they were like, I love this so much. Or like, this is so cool to be in this with my friends. And it meant as much to them to sort of realize that. I think as as to do it initially, you know, it's that same feeling of why we all love being on Toonami is connecting with people. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was another way to do that. See, I just said, you know, again, oh. <laughs> for those who might, uh, for those listening, uh, apparently Jen is very cognizant of this and it annoys her. So I said it eight times, I think in the first section, I think it's like the first words out of my mouth. Yeah. Huh. I'll but, take a you know over an um any day. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how that happened. I think I've been excising the ums and I've replaced it with a different word. <sighs> that I happens. just say like avocado or something and at least it would be funny and easy. <laughs> and then when you can't edit it out. Like, uh, I, I really think Tommy avocado is just a really important <laughs> avocado place to be. You would have to cut that out if I said it. So that's my I would, goal, guys. I would honestly and leave it, it in and be like, you did this to me. You're going to face the consequences. I'm sorry, yeah, but fair. saying avocado that much is proof you're a millennial. Oh, or that I live God. in Los Angeles. Just wait till it makes your way into its regular conversation, and then it'll get really strange, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest thing, too, just because, like, Kura, you're asking about how we came up with this guest list. There is a funny story that I cannot wait to share that involves potentially more guests that would have been on. And it was after my, I want to say 11th or 12th interview, which was Cedric after, cause he asked, he was like, yo, what's going on? Like, give me, give me the big, give me your spiel. Like, cause I remember hearing about this and things like that. And I told him, he's like, Oh, this sounds awesome. I got to find you more people. It's like, Oh God, Cedric, please. No, I kept doing that too. <laughs> I was like, I've got like 30 more people. And he's like, no, right. no, stop. Stop it. No more. I was scared. It's funny. Like the very last interview I did, I sent the email to this person a while ago and I didn't hear back. So I was like, okay, I got 12. That's awesome. Then literally as I'm finishing uh, the interview with Cedric, uh, this person was like, oh, hey, I, I uh, saw your email. Can I, uh, can I, uh, how's this day work? And I'm just like, oh dear God. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't say no. Here we go. <laughs> We're getting another one. More content, right? That's what you wanted. So um, there's a, and I joke, I joke about like all the people who were in and then like how there could have been more considering that there've been some people who are just like, Oh, Hey, I wanted to be, in the, you know what I mean? I'm just like, Oh, I like, I wish to like, I wish I had not only a staff, but like, if I was really, really 
like thinking about, oh, we might potentially get more people. I should have done this in installments. You know what I mean? I should have thought like it's a three. It's not too late to do that. So we're going to do, <laughs> so we're going to do <laughs> 90 minutes for every part. No, oh, no. no. No, it's DLC now. Like you just do oh. like 20 minutes each time after. Like you don't do a full game. It's just a little chunk. Oh, so I'm, oh, yeah. man. I take the DLC reference. That's pretty, that's pretty perfect. I was trying to put it in. <laughs> inappropriate. It's, it's like Frankenstein's Revenge, CJ. It's just like a little holiday event. Yeah. Putting oh. it in terms I know you'll understand. So so I'm so it's new skins <laughs> for the documentary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> who gets who gets to be the diva? That's what I want to know. Who who gets to be my main in Overwatch? Because they're gonna be mm. someone I love forever if they do that. That's a good question. Exactly. See, you know, that's that's the next uh, that'll be the first question in every interview now. Do you mean diva in Overwatch? Say yes or no. <laughs> That's the most important thing. So I do think yeah. also the list was people when we started talking about it were the folks that were like actively and new to Toonami then as well. And so that's probably not as apparent since so much time has passed um, since then, too. Like so mm -hmm. many folks have come up to Toonami since we started working on this as well, mm. which is exciting and mm -hmm. people for future DLC. <laughs> Yeah, She's really, really pushing it up. I did kind of notice that a lot of the actors and actresses that we're talking about uh, their experience of being on Toonami is like, oh, right, because they played them in that season of the show that aired last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not much I, can, I can't time travel sketch. No, no, you can't. <laughs> you, can't so, you can't go into the future. Or, no, but I mean, it, it, no, but you. Can guarantee that by now people have watched these these things off their DVRs. Hopefully, uh, I hope. I mean, yeah. We're all at home stuff. And yeah. we are on <laughs> still right now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, no, I just I was super grateful. Really, really appreciated a lot of because and like she'll joke she didn't do much heavy lifting and that she is Jen. I made a spreadsheet. She she did more <laughs> than that. I would literally message her like maybe once a month, twice a month of like. Wow, I'm really in over my head. I should not have been trying to take this major scale. Of course, Jen didn't have all the information either. So like, that's not any like fault on her end on that. But she was super supportive. She was like, you got this, you can do it. She's just thinking, oh, you know, it's his first video, you know, probably nothing too big deal. You know, a 20 minute thing. I can I could tell that might be, you know, a little intimidating at first, but you got this. And then all of a sudden, 90 minutes. What? Yeah, I would have told you you were nuts if you had, had said that sooner. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, why are you torturing yourself? Just bite sized chunks. Uh, um, and it, it's funny, too, because building the documentary was probably the most least optimal way any like film director would have done it. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just a masochist for these things. I swear I don't because it. It was like this when I would uh, do these type of video projects back at school, right? Um, I don't know why, but I have like my own methodology of how I uh, attack these types of projects. And it would always like, I always feel like it took me the longest than, out of anyone else. I still liked the, you know, the products at the time, but I definitely think that it took a lot longer than anything else. And like, I'm so I, I started off, I started off the documentary pretty much what I did was, all right, I think it's going to be this long. So I just pulled B-roll and just had that as like the main timeline part. And I just added, I just dragged and dropped things over it to then get to where I want to be. And then like, I started the intro. Then I went to like section three. Then I went to the ending. Then I went back to section five. Then I went to section, like I went complete out of order because I'm like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. 
oh, I remember that. Okay, I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? So it was, it was very painstaking. And I think like, I think editing alone probably took about four months of doing stuff, I think. So did you have like the same questions to ask every person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the easy part to be honest. But um, <laughs> for, for me, it's like, I, and it's funny because when I did the questions, I even couldn't do those in order. I'm like, oh, this would be a good question. Oh, this would be a good question. This would be good. And after I finished, I was like, oh, that'd be better if I moved that first step down, that up, you know, and, and it's just like, you know what? Don't even bother. I'm just going to ask these out of order. And, and I made sure to tell everyone like, hey, these things might be in different orders of what I'm asking it. So just be prepared on that front. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did. I did uh, the same questions. And like what was cool is that everyone took them in slightly different ways. So I was able to ask follow-ups, um, you know, that kind of differed from person to person. But yeah, I had a, I had, I think six questions. I think I had six questions, like for sure. And then I had, um, you know, follow-ups after those kind of things that, you know, were topical depending on, cause like you, you're going to have, you know, someone, uh, like Jen give me completely different answers than someone like Brandon as an example right uh, or someone as different as like from Brandon to then Bill to then Lizzie and it's just it, it was really it was really really cool so I I really liked how I could kind of play off of that because I I mean you guys know this I mean I'm I've been doing interviews with TF for god I don't even know how long I think four plus and that's not even including interviews that I've done back in my professional job. So it's, it's definitely, you know, that was, that was absolutely the easy part. Cause I'm just like, Oh, this will work here. I can strike it up here. I can do this. And I, 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 I don't think, I don't think this gets said enough. Like I was able to build a really good rapport. Like I didn't feel like there was a weak interview throughout any of the ones that I did for this project. So I was, I was super thankful, but yeah, I, I, I made sure I, you know, if I really wanted to be like good, I probably should have came to Jen on that one. Just been like, what do you think would be good to ask? But, um, <laughs> I, uh, that's fewer questions. DLC. <laughs> that's part of the DLC, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I the guess. Follow-up. Yeah. Bonus questions. <laughs> oh man. Bonus round, lightning round, lightning round. All right. We got to make this five minutes. Come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tell me uh, exactly what tsunami missed you in five minutes. And if, you ain't, if you ain't done, I'm shutting it down. Don't worry. <laughs> Stop your mid-sentence. I will. <laughs> um, like the Oscars will start playing the tsunami rollout music, tsunami faithful rollout yeah. music. If they go too long. <laughs> I love that. It's funny too because you mentioned the music part. That was literally the easiest part of this entire thing. It's so funny because like. After I get the idea of the documentary, it was just, I mean, come on. It's so obvious, right? Mm -hmm. I had one of two options, either no or three options, I guess. No music, go to my father or go to Alien. And it's just like, it made so much, like, like I said, the absolute easiest thing. Shoot him a message. Yo, I'm doing a big major project. Wait, what? I was like, I'm doing a documentary. I would love to use your music for it because I already know how awesome it is. And it's inspired by Toonami. We're doing a thing about inspiration by Toonami. Let's do it. Let's do it. it." And he's just like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) He was like, here are the links. Use this one. Use this track. Use this track. Use this track. Oh, this one might be good too. Like, it was just 
it was easy peasy. And like the only, the only thing, and again, if I, if I gave myself more time, I would definitely have gone to him and be like, yo, could you make an extended version of each track that I'm using to, you know, to this thing instead of me just like splicing and trying to like get a continuous loop of stuff. But I think it came, it turned out okay. You know, and I'm not... when we were doing that sort of screening that we had, even watching it, he took notes and was like, oh, like at this part, I have a different track that might be better. Or let me give you a different loop for this. Like he was very active mm-hmm. in trying to make it excellent, even down to the wire with you, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I love but no, like, wow. music is so rad. His, his, it was so easy, though. Like, it was seriously. Fun to watch together, too. Yeah, yeah. It was, but, like, could you think of a better... Could you... There's no way you can think of anyone, any music better. You you just couldn't, you know? And, no, like, no. the best part was when I showed uh, Caboose the trailer. And I was showing him it because we just finished wrapping up him looking over um, both the credits, the lower thirds, and his title card. Because he Which wanted to see amazing. how... The lower thirds were so cool. He loved them, too. It's funny, too, because he noticed an effect that it was doing, and he's like, oh, maybe I should change it. I was like, no, 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 I like it. I like it. Um, but basically, um, he was looking at it, and so I was playing him the trailer, the one... Not the one that we ended up posting, because I had to cut 10 more seconds of it, mm-hmm. but I showed him um, a 2 minute 31. And he was like, oh, my God, that song gave me goosebumps for it. I was like, oh, that's when that's the highest compliment you can get for a trailer you make with the music you use. So, no, his music was absolutely perfect with it. I would never change anything about that. There are things I would change in this documentary. That will never be one of them. It was so good. And his music was so freaking like I still dream like I go to sleep and I still hear some of the tracks in my head because I've just been playing so much and not because like I'm listening leisurely because of the project. I'm just like, all right, the levels here good levels. here. It's just like I, I have a on a loop and I can I could probably start reciting some of the answers that I've gotten that were on the documentary, too, because I've heard <laughs> it so much. Um, but yeah, no, Aliens part with the music uh, was just. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And I was really happy that he agreed to, because I just, I worry, like I'm so squeamish when it comes to music. Like when I stream for a little bit before my PC broke, I only, I would either have no music or my father's music because there's no way my father is going to DMCA me. (laughs) That'd be quite an interesting family visit. Hey son, how's it going? Yeah. You DMC me asshole. (laughs) Son, you winning? No, dad. You DMCA'd me. Sends you an invoice. I saw saw the Toonami video. Got this many views. So uh, mm-hmm. just need you to PayPal me this. Yeah, right. Otherwise, but, uh... the holidays are canceled. <laughs> oh, no. I like holidays. So just, just a plug to our listeners. Uh, Alien is Alien Renegade, also known as Amp Ren, yep. who's done music for Tommy Faithful and used to be an editorial writer. And Caboose Jr. does a lot of other digital content related to Toonami and works with Toonami Faithful. He was such a lifesaver, too. Like, that's why. So I had three lifesavers, you know, Jen, obviously, Alien, who you mentioned, and Caboose, you know, graphics and all. I mean, that yeah, that's great. But like, is that really enough? And I'm like, you guys have no idea. He gave me all my Toonami B-roll. He gave me most of the clips that I used in there. Uh, there was a few and sketch. I don't know if you noticed in the credits, but one of your buddies was mentioned in there. Yes, he, I uh, did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Duelist was able to get me uh, his Sailor Moon clip, which was really nice. And I was able to get in contact with Slim as well, which was like so wild to me. Like I couldn't believe it. 
uh, and it's in, th- in part thanks to Duelist too, because I was like, oh man, all right. After Duelist was like, oh, you can use this clip, no problem. I was like, awesome. Now I just need to figure out how to get in touch with this guy and we're good. And he's like, oh, I I, I, I can get in contact. I was like, excuse me? So that was... Those old Toonami fandom links coming in handy. Oh my God, those were such lifesavers. Because it was funny, the biggest note that Jen and Alien left on the first viewing was like, where are the clips? I was like... Guys, I I know I just I need time to collect them because I had over just from Caboose alone, I had I had 87 clips from his YouTube page. Wow. All ranging in a, a crazy amount of time. So it's just like I, I was gonna get there, but there was just a few that I really needed that would really sell it. You know, I needed Gundam Wing because like everyone and their kids were mentioning Gundam Wing in this documentary. <laughs> so I needed that one really, really bad. Um, so I just I, I was just I'm super thankful. And I think I think because of how like large scale this project sort of evolved into, I think that's the reason why people wanted to help, right? You know, you see, you know, a 10, 20 minute video. I'm sure some people be like, oh, you know, like you are putting in effort, but maybe not a lot. But when you hear, oh, by the way, it's going to be 90 minutes. Everyone's like, oh, you OK, yes, here, let me help. You You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that might be the response more. So and believe it or not, I wasn't thinking that at the time. But after when because Duelist was like, what should I tell Slim? the reason why you want it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm doing this, you know, full length documentary about tsunami inspiration, yada, yada. And he's like, say no more. I got you. <laughs> I think the full length kind of scared him. <laughs> in a sense too. Mm, yeah. I mean, some folks would be scared by it and other folks would be like, Oh, it'd be so cool to be part of this thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's not just a 10 minute video that people will see and then probably forget. No, this is, this is something with some staying power. Something this is, that- yeah. Mm-hmm. That that people will look at for years from now and probably still be looking back at it thinking, oh, that was really cool. They yeah. put a lot of effort into that. Especially because of the attention it grabbed. Like full backstory. So, you know, I didn't actually want to make a trailer, right? Only because like, oh, more work. <laughs> kind of <laughs> so it was laziness, I'll admit that. Um I would but, say you know, exhaustion, not laziness. Okay. Tomato, tomato. No, I'm kidding. I, I'll agree with you on that. Um, and so Paul was like, no, it'd be really cool. You know, think about it. And I'm just like, you know, yeah. Cause it's like, it's a big deal. And like, I don't like to make my things as big deals. Say what you will about Paul, but he knows how to market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I make the trailer, I do everything. I post it in an hour or like I post it, you know, everyone's like, Whoa, check out this. And I'm just like geeking out because it got a thousand views in one hour, right? Like, oh man, that's so awesome. All these things, you know, got 10 retweets. I got 50 likes. Like, this is great. You know, like it got what our, like a normal tsunami post would get, right? And then all of a sudden it was just shooting up. And I'm like, oh crap, it's now at 5K views. That's, that's awesome. Oh my God, look at all the retweets and likes. Like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Then all of a sudden I see the next day Crunchyroll does a, does a little article you know to promote it which i'm like excuse me hello you sent me that and you were like are you absolutely I, I thought jen did some magic and like knew no. someone there no, just it was your magic. It was your and magic. like i'm freaking out because i'm like oh god this now people... literally the only thing related to tsunami faithful that crunchyroll has ever acknowledged right and so like, like comic book resources yeah oh we'll see Comic, was it comic book resources? I think 
comicbook.com or something they they occasionally pick up our stuff because they got toonami fans on staff so when they do that it's like oh that's cool but crunchyroll man right like i i I honestly was shaking like i remember vividly when uh celia was the one who sent it to me our, our social media manager who again she is the unsung hero her tweets that she did through the trailer all the way up to the premiere absolutely fantastic she she was wonderful for that but she sent me the link she's like oh my god cj and i'm just like wait because it was blank on my screen at the time so i was like what is she talking about and i look i was like i screamed i was like oh no oh no so many people know this now oh no i thought like maybe like our usual crowd and obviously the guests i didn't i didn't think this would be this picked up and like boy did it pick up i was shocked last i checked the trailer had over thirty thousand views I lost my mind. I could not believe the amount of attention it got. Like, and I, I never like, I like it. And I don't at the same time because I, I, and I'll start with the negative part of it. I don't, because that means there's just so many more eyes on it. And I get nervous because I want to make sure I do. I don't really care if I do myself right on this because I can, I can live with that. I don't want to like, ruin Jen's reputation with her friends that she so graciously, you know, sent my way. I don't want to let down Caboose who gave me these awesome graphics alien whose music is just so amazing to hear. Like, I don't want to let them down. Like they did, they did so much. And I don't obviously want to let down, you know, sketch and Paul because they're the ones who brought me into Toonami faithful. You know, I wouldn't be doing this. I would be probably covering a very depressing Celtic season right now. If it wasn't for them bringing me in. Well, we never I'm, would have all signed on if we thought you were going to let us down. We knew uh, that you would exceed yeah. expectations. Very, Just, this very is special, even like, more than we expected. Right. And so, like, that's the positive part of why I was so happy everything picked up. It was like, I put in a lot of work. I really did. Like, I wanted to make this good. And like people's warm reception, just amazing words about just the trailer, just the trailer, you know, and like, it just blew me away that like so many people heard my voice, which that is one thing I would definitely change in this documentary, but they heard that. Oh, CJ uh, ASMR. They, they got to see, you know, Jen, who I'm just so happy with, just because, like, Jen's such a good friend of mine, you know? Uh, they heard Eddie. Uh, they they uh, saw Karina. They saw uh, Tiana. They saw Kiba. They heard Brandon. It's just, like, it was so cool that, like, so many people got to hear these actors and actresses. Like, and what's wild about that, too, is I was streaming the other night um, right when the trailer dropped and somebody who was watching me play, uh, I, I've been playing co-op with, with Karina and Eddie and some other friends, and somebody said, did I hear Eddie's voice in that Toonami trailer? <laughs> because they know Eddie is an engineer. We're like, yeah, yeah, he's part of it, too. We, they didn't just talk to actors. And, like, the fact that they recognized Eddie from, like, five seconds of your trailer was mm-hmm. pretty cool. They were like, oh, awesome, I'm going to watch it because you were all in it. And we were like, yes, tell all your friends. Yeah. And so it's just, like, <laughs> that was wild. And, like, I've been pestering Jen a little bit of, like, hey, how have the guests been receiving? You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't I don't know. I've seen a few, but, like, I, I don't I don't know. A lot of hard eye emojis. Like, I remember probably one of the <laughs> things that Jen at least said to me, because I did an interview uh kind of and she and like i give jen a lot of credit for it of like vouching for our publication mm-hmm. so i was able to get access to be able to do an interview with, with uh, a va that i really admire i think that this person does a really really amazing job with the work that they do and i was really nervous because i thought i did a poor job i really did i felt like i could have done so much better and so i asked her and Jen was like, oh, my God, she couldn't stop raving. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Thank God. So it's one of those things where I'm really happy that at least like the guests were 
were really pleased with it. And the fact that they were is really great. I, I'm really glad that Caboose and Alien were, were super proud of it. And then just the reception from everyone, you know, you had Richie Branson, you had Jason DeMarco, you had all different types of actors and actresses that I didn't talk to that. It's like, oh my God, they all want to see this. It's like, and they all want to be in the next one. Yeah. Like, let me say this. There are so many that I would absolutely love to bring in because I do think that they would bring wonderful, wonderful uh, POVs for a project like this. So I'll I'll try to think of another idea at some point, but uh, but yeah, no, it's just the 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 the, the Crunchyroll the Crunchyroll article really blew me away because I di- I honestly didn't even know that they barely that they never really acknowledged us and like maybe that's kind of skewed my view as to why I really don't look at like Toonami Faithful as like a Crunchyroll or an anime news network or you know what I mean like and that's not to say a bad like it's a bad thing but it's more along the lines of like you know we're there you know. S tier, we're A tier. You know what I mean? Like that's not bad. I, I like being A tier. I think A tier is great. And um, being that's able better to, to be A tier than no tier. Exactly. So it's it's yeah. one of the things where I was well, really, yeah. really, really, really happy that uh, Toonami Faithful was able to get that type of recognition because like that just that blew me away. Especially, especially uh, uh, Jason. You know what I mean? Like to me, that one really kind of threw me where he's like, oh, I get an early birthday present. I'm just like, Ex- excuse me. <laughs> well, then, sir, have some popcorn, pop a seat and like that's take the only way to watch. watch it. Yeah. Popcorn and ginger beer. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to ask everyone here this. Were you able to catch the premiere of it? Like when it premiered? I thought that was so cool. I really Sadly, I was working. <sighs> I was working, too, but I was cheating and I, I literally it's so. The funny story about the start time, I did not actually want it to be at nine. I just put it as nine as a placeholder before we decided. So I'm because I wasn't sure because I had to be away from my computer. So I don't know if everything's going to work. So I'm like, I'm not going to upload it to where it just all of a sudden posts right away. So I was like, ah, you know, it'll probably be around three o'clock where it's up. So I'll put nine. Paul was like, all right, we're doing it at nine. I was like, no, oh, crap. So because we literally have a nine o'clock newscast. So I'm like, yeah. I won't be able to watch. I won't be able to interact. I can't do anything. So I was like, fuck it. It's a premiere. He wants to do things late for some reason. Oh, I didn't. Are you kidding? That was, I wanted to do it around like eight or 10 or like midnight, to be honest, because West Coast, because a lot of the people who were in it were West we're Coast. We're all making anime at the time it was airing. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. So it's one of those things where, so basically when it premiered and I was watching it, I literally was like, screw it. I don't care if I get fired or screw up the newscast. I'm watching this damn thing premiere. <laughs> and it was just, it was really something. It was just wild. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was just so, so cool. And I think the most that people or the most viewers I saw at one time was 74, which I'm like, that's awesome. You know, I would just be happy with one. And there were 74 people. And you're now at 1.4K. So it's, and it's rapidly rising. I think the, Paul tweeted just eight hours ago that it was at, at 1,300. And now it's, it's, that's awesome. you know, gained a, a few I, more hundred viewers. So the that's, best part that's about fantastic. that, the best part about work. that is that ratio of the like to dislike. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's so great. So it's every YouTube poster ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. When Sword Art comes back, I'll definitely remind people if they haven't seen it to see it because we've been on hiatus, uh, I think, until next week. So I'll right. be, I'll be promoting it on the break. Uh, I be just, like, hey, I really a bunch of people it. from this episode are all in this thing. You should mm-hmm. watch it. You should watch um, it again. So we gotta say, 
as a viewer, when I when I watched this documentary, one of my favorite parts was uh, the the mix of the organic feel with a very polished finish. And by that, I mean seeing every um, contributor with their own backgrounds, you know, in their in their made up <laughs> studios and such. And it just adds such an element of authenticity and humor, but also relatability. You know, when, when we record our podcast, how we have to contrive these little contraptions and get the right lighting and such. And, and it was just really great seeing them do that. But and seeing sometimes they're in their bedrooms with their posters in the back. And I found that really enjoyable. You must have loved that, CJ, just getting like into their homes in a not. <laughs> right I, I liked it in a sense because like kiba you really saw a lot of uh his cool stuff which i'm just like oh my god look at all that cool... room was rad I, I noticed that yeah. too i was like oh, please decorate my space and then bill with the freaking gurren lagan flag right behind yeah. him dude let's go <laughs> oh i loved it sorry um, for my blank wall I think I think when we recorded it was really warm and my room it gets so toasty because there's no window here um, because it's all soundproofed. Here right. I'll go right here. Next time I'll just put some cool art behind me. So it's I was uh, debating on green cleaning it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would have. You should have just like put a bunch of like husbando posters up or something to just like troll me. Like I wouldn't have even known. <laughs> that would have been funny. I should have. I should have thought I would be putting Kira right behind you the entire time. <laughs> Perfect. That'd be great. You, I would have. You did. You did marry him. You did marry mm -hmm. him. But um, my I, track record I, of horrible men on Toonami that I am in relationships with in the anime, like not in real life. Um, <laughs> like it would be nice if I could have like a wholesome love interest where they haven't murdered lots of people. That's my Toonami theme. So to get back on Toonami, I need a show where um, there's like a questionable dude that's killed like a whole lot of folks and then uh, signed me up to be the, the lady that's how it works <laughs> and i think the biggest the biggest part of like i think why that stood out to you kuro is and this was kind of jen's idea she's like oh let's you know this is this is going to be like a time capsule of how 2020 really was for everyone right like we can't all be in person you know in person face to face seeing, seeing everything like through their camp you know what i mean like it's like a worldview into what they're like compared it embodies to the year that we've had as well. In addition to adding that element of reliability yeah. and yeah. what their world is like. Plus and I think that was the pedestal off too. Like yes. I know sometimes people are like, Oh, like you're like famous. I'm like, I'm also just a nerd watching Toonami on Saturday night with the rest of you. Like I'm pretty, I mean, normal is like questionable, you know, like I'm a, standard person mm -hmm. uh you know and i think seeing us all in our spaces <laughs> with our decorations or our bare apartment walls is very relatable so it's really different than if we're on like a polished set or you know yeah. at ax then that's a different feeling than like i'm in my room you know it's it's funny i never really get that type of feeling when i discuss stuff with you know vas and along those lines because i'll be honest with you guys i've had to help interview athletes you know, like Tom Brady, David Ortiz, like literal legends. And I'm like, oh, dear God, like I can't even look at them. You know what I mean? So I've gotten kind of used to being able to, you know, interact with those who are, quote unquote, more famous and stuff like that. Sketch will attest the people I geek out about are the ones you don't see, like the Toonami editors. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he met the Toonami editors, he was overjoyed. <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't contain myself. I kind of looked at myself like, 
I've become everything I hate right now, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, I'll watch the credits. I'm like, who mixed this episode? You know, so I'm, I'm right there with you. So, and I, I it was Eddie. Say, like, Eddie's Eddie, Eddie was good. And it was just, it was really cool because when I was interviewing him, he was kind of like, why would you want to talk to me? You know, because everyone's always like VAV. I was like, are you kidding me? I actually like the engineer part more than the, the acting part. I can't act. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to freaking act. So like, I can't relate to that. I have at least had some very basic training with what Eddie does. Yeah. And so to me, I find that so much more like cool just because like I can relate to it more. Cause like I said, I just, I, I really can't act. I, I, I tell Jen this all the time. I don't know how she does it. It's so amazing. The talent that she has, that her friends have that a lot of the VAs that we idolize, like it's, impeccable i just impeccable. collect amazing people like pokemon i have a pokedex full of incredible actors and tech folks and i still have so. a shiny snom for you i know i bought it i bought the game i just should play it i should play it and it's not that high level so you can use it even perfect, snom. perfect. Snom. so uh i do want to ask everyone here what was your favorite part i'm actually very curious about this because i can tell you mine but I want to know what your guys' favorite part through the whole thing was. Jen, why don't you go first? Good. Uh, my favorite part, um, I don't, I can't quote it now, but there was something that Bill Butts was talking about where we were talking about um, the Black Lives Matter statement and how the landscape of Toonami is changing and how people can see themselves on TV now in a way that oh, they yeah, didn't yeah. necessarily when they were growing up. Uh, I'm going to cry now talking about it. Like it was... <laughs> That was like the most emotional part of it for me because mm. it sort of acknowledged, you know, here we have these people talking about that Toonami was meaningful to them before they were represented on it. And now what does that mean for a new generation of people watching who are inspired as an actor, but also an, on another level? Uh, yeah. That was, no. I think, to me, other than seeing the faces of people I love who I haven't seen in person <laughs> in a year, um, that was the part that really meant something to me because it's something that's bigger than just being a voice actor or mm -hmm. being in a show you care about it's it's a a larger thing i, I remember uh, a lot of that too he, he was so eloquent about it and what i really liked about his part too is where he was talking about like the floyd incident mm -hmm. how he's yeah. he can see himself you know as floyd you know and then he's like but the opposite of that can be true too which i'm yeah. like it's you go from such a very very dark spot to then bring it to where you just get so inspired where he talks about bo billingsley uh yep. keith silverstein phil lamar and like having i like the fact that he didn't just stay with the negative with it right because yeah. it's so easy to do that you know i tend to do that more so than anything yeah. but him being able to then move it to where he talks about like yeah you know we stop this type of stuff. But then he's like, but then you can go to the other side where you get inspired when you see people who look like him that are doing it, which I thought was so cool. And that it was, was like a masterclass right there on yeah. just how to make an eloquent section. Oh my God. No, thing. it was just so great. And like, um, he brought it back to Gundam wing when he talked about Relina Peacecraft. like, honestly, sketch, I think you would love to have him on a podcast. Absolutely. Just, you know what I mean? Amazing. Like he, his, his, his just knowledge of these older shows. Like he, he was the one who, he was the only one who mentioned big O, you know, like I was like, Hey, let's mm -hmm. go. You know what I mean? But like, he was bringing it specifically to like characters, you know, he brought it to jet, you know, talking about what, you know, Jet really resonated with him. He talked about, you know, Phil Lamar being able to be Samurai Jack. Uh, he talked about, you know, Keith Silverstein, you know, all the amazing stuff he's done. Like, shout out to Keith. He's awesome. I, I love when I get to see him every year at Anime Expo. Um, Bill is and working then, like, really hard to, like, move, move the industry forward in that way and mm -hmm. connect people and opportunities. And I, 
admire Bill so much, and mm-hmm. I have met so many amazing people through him in this no, past it was, year. It that was I'm great. really grateful for it. Was, it was it was absolutely great. Like him when it came to that, I was like, and it's funny because mid interview he was asking me stuff about it too, and I can't wait to like post that. Yeah. You know, like hearing like because a lot of the stuff that obviously I cut out my own voice from his part, but he was like, so what does the block mean to you about this inspiration? Because we were on that subject. And I'm just like, I DLC. really like. Yeah, but I, it's like I really liked how Toonami really kind of showed not necessarily like I, I'm trying to want to make sure my words are careful with this. Just, you know, tread to be, you know, eloquent as Bill was, you know, because he was great. I really liked how Toonami kind of showed the type of lessons that we're seeing now today right Mm -hmm. they did it not necessarily with kid gloves but they did it in a way that wasn't so in your face like they have now which i'm really glad that they have done and i was bringing up bleach i thought bleach was a great example of going after hierarchies that might be unfair because that's literally like the first few plots all of a sudden rukia does something to save someone's life and now she's being punished for it hello like bring that to anything that's been going on right now so it was just it was such a fun conversation to have with them when it came to that it was it was it was wonderful so i I really really enjoyed when we got to that part it was it was great you know you know jen got to be featured on that segment you know with brandon with cedric with tiana with bill it was it was so great like they they all did a really really good job on that and and here's what's amazing is when you do like the 10th edition of this years down the line People are going to say, you know, when I was watching Tsunami, I was really inspired by Bill Butts and Tiana Camacho and and Cedric and Kiba and all of these people that are on there now. And mm-hmm. that's going to be the conversation. Yep. I know. I'm excited. That's what makes me happy to be part of this community is to to watch my friends come up and inspire the next round of actors. Yeah. No, it was it was it was I a great time. I've a little bit of chills of thinking about that because I'm yeah. so proud of of folks that I know that have been working so hard that are making the dreams come true. And I asked you guys that too, because that's part of it. It was like future generations, you know, because just like, you know, Colleen, Clickenbeard, Steve Bloom, all them, it's like, yo, they're inspiring you guys. And then you guys are going to do that for the next. It's just going to be, it's so cool. I love it. It's just like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. It's just, it's just like the same thing. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It's so cool. And the, and the Michael Jordan of it, is tsunami like let's go it's the block <laughs> the block is six and oh in the nba finals right now like they're easy money chilling right now so. nice mm-hmm. uh, springboarding mm-hmm. off of that i i did love the parts uh with with bill butts very eloquently <laughs> said uh i also liked his uh, his story about uh he was like doing a dj gig at a convention and he's like no we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go watch this thing so they go to the the hotel room and they turn on one punch man it's like oh that's such a nice story mm-hmm. i really like that but uh tiana that that was her name right mm-hmm. tiana's story about her family and growing up mm-hmm. watching anime i was like oh that's so nice the street that's fighter nice. movie playing constantly that's, at her house <laughs> that's i was like look for me, that would be like the Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> like the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie playing constantly. And there was uh, stuff that cut out from yeah. that, too. So there's a lot more. But like growing up on the, the old Street Fighter 2 movie, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> how young was she when she saw Evangelion is my question. <laughs> well, I mean, she mentioned how her siblings watch Adult Swim now and, the, and they're like six and four. So I yeah. Mean, yeah. When I, uh, my birthday last year, I actually had a session for SAO. It was my last session before hiatus. And I went over to meet some friends to get food because I had two things that day. 
And uh, Brandon was there. And when he found out how old I was turning, he did an actual spit take. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, um, okay. And to I, think she's older than me, guys. Well, Listeners, she is. I was I'm Maybe 25 forever. Easy. No. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't watching Toonami when I was, like, a kid. I was watching it when I was a bigger kid. See, that's uh. the thing. Sketch actually commented when he saw you uh, about that BBS part, the Family Matters oh. thing. He actually laughed Time out caps. loud. Yeah, he laughed out loud. I was like, this is loud. for the olds watching. Love it. I was like, that, that, that was a, a great comment. Oh, that, that made me so happy weird to about see. that. You know, when Toonami came along, I was, I was in junior high. <laughs> so... That's what I'm not going to say. That's uh, fair. <laughs> you guys are Jen was either. not even born when Tsunami started. Don't let her fool you, listeners. <laughs> I was I was in high school when Gundam Wing was airing. <laughs> Fire was new when I was in high school. I'm a hundred and something year old cat, according to my handles. So all of all of this is was uh, young to me. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> Stick so, with Carol, that. Carol, what was your favorite part? You know, it was really interesting to see the different um, connections between Toonami and what each uh, industry professional had to it. But what I really enjoyed was, first of all, discussing, I think it was Tiana, where she talked about uh, Tom and Sarah and why Mm -hmm. their um, hosting creates such a, um, a, a, a block, a, a personification of what the block is that connects directly to that. And taking that a step further, the uh, inspirational messages that Toonami uh, posts periodically, and I'm really glad you, you, you brought that up because those are one of my favorite things that I've, I've seen in the past few years. In fact, I even every, every so often I'll reach out to Jason and beg him to tell me when he's doing another one. Because mm-hmm. It, it's so funny for two minutes of, of messaging, it feels so real and it really works. Like they discuss those difficult topics. And I like to see that the voice actors um, and the, and uh, everyone else on the, on the documentary mentioned that, and that they found similar meaning in whether it was inspirational or whether it was dressing difficult topics or things we needed and wanted to hear you know, I, overall, not just the Black Lives Matter, but all of them, the ones about bullying, the ones about respect, the ones about getting through hard times when you're really down and picking yourself back up again. It's great that everybody remembers those and, and feels similarly to me. So it, 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 that that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of other good stuff that That's I enjoyed. Awesome. No, it's funny. You notice how I put that quote from uh, Tiana in the trailer? That was the money mm-hmm. quotation from this entire thing. It's like, why is it? Why is yeah. it that people love Toonami? Because we have Tom and Sarah for real. And I'm just like, there it is. That's it. Like, I remember my notes. I put like a double star as she's saying it. Like, this is it. This is the one. That's what we need. That's what we put on. We exactly. That is the. That is that is what we. That is what we sell. Uh, she gets uh, 75% of the cut. I get 25. There you go. Uh, it was it was great. But like. No, she was she was one of the uh, guests that I I honestly had no idea. You know what I mean? Like there was a few that I wasn't familiar with, and I was just super stoked that it's like, oh yay, new people, you know. Um, and it's just like how articulate she was with all her points. I'm just like, my God, I would literally listen to you just read like cooking instructions. You do this so freaking well. Yeah, oh, it God, takes me nine minutes to get to thirty seconds of content. 
Uh, <laughs> she's a lot more succinct than I am, for sure. Oh, no. Like, I think hers was the longest interview because no, but she... she's so thoughtful. Like, every every oh. snippet was something where I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. No, she, she was... didn't avocado in the middle of it. No, she didn't. But, like, <laughs> legit, a lot of the stuff that she, like, mentioned, I'm like, this is literally, like, a thesis statement about Toonami. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, my God. She was so great. You could she, do another was... hour and a half just with Tiana. Probably. And what I love, too, is I found out later she does uh, a voice of a character in Paladin. So I was like, oh, my God, I know that character. I play that character. That's awesome. So I thought that was cool. Um, and I do love her little anecdote where this really did happen, where she's just like, oh, I just got out of the shower. I was like, oh, I can I can call back later. She's like, no, let's do this. We're ready. I'm just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> it was it was good. Um it's so funny because a lot of, so I asked you all what your favorite parts were. And now I can tell you mine. And it's so funny because it's the cheesiest thing in the world. There wasn't necessarily a particular like segment or question or answer or anything like that. My favorite part was the way I edited something in one of Tiana's answers, right? All of a sudden she's like, uh, because of the how she said it and like the space in between where i could really make this work where she's like you know this the space for the block everyone loves these performances like the colleen clinkabeards you see luffy and it's a real badass shot of luffy and um and he's lobby and then it's like like steve blooms i show mugen about to like cut gene's head off like the yuri lowenthal's and you see sasuke i was like oh my god this worked out so good i love that part i just love watching that on repeat of like Oh, I cut that so good. Oh, did I cut that so good? Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. And then kind of tied for it was literally the credits. <laughs> and Jen could attest how I much like I was credits. just like geeking out over it. And she's just like, CJ, it's just credits. I get it. No, I didn't say that. I was like, CJ, your name's in here 57 times. Next time, don't. Hey, now. I didn't want, you That's told me to add my name in a few things too. That's what I'm makes it funny. Saying. You need a you need a, a team because there's going to be ten seasons of this as we discussed. Oh, yeah, there was so. oh boy, but I really liked what I really liked about the credits was a was the music like the song I chose for it was just so perfect. It's yep. it's it's my favorite track of Alien that Alien let me use, and I loved how it starts off like you see Tom you know running away. I forget which uh, short that was. I think it's Intruder, and he goes away, and all of a sudden black, and then all of a sudden. Tsunami Faithful exclusive production pops up. Then you see, you know, a little Tsunami thing going up behind as well as like guests doing their thing behind it. And then it goes to black. Then it comes back again with new stuff. Then it goes black and then it goes that. I was like, oh my God, this is so fun to watch. And it's smart that no one's going to be looking at because at once you hit the credits, everyone bounces. It's no. like Marvel Studios here. You ain't, There ain't no post-credit scene coming up here. Oh, so um, you did not, take one of my notes. Not this time. <laughs> I did. Uh, the one the one note that I was given that really struck a chord that I was like, fine, I'll do it, was when uh, Jen was like, CJ, we have to know who's narrating at the beginning. You need to put your name. And I was like, I don't want people to know who I am. She's like, CJ. Oh, that's a nice touch. CJ. And I'm just like, fine. Because otherwise you'd be sitting there for 90 minutes thinking, who's narrating this? I kind of preferred yeah. that. I don't want people to know who I am. <laughs> Kind of about now. your narration is it's very fluid it's very articulate and um it, it's it's got just the right amount of detail and uh, um bring drawing together the narrative of your questions since you didn't post the questions being able to to, to fluidly transition from talking sessions to other talking sessions so i i think that you did an excellent job with that 
you're such a the recording. Well, the funny thing is, it's like you should have been there for the recording because boy, was that a struggle and a half. And oh, the problem was, voiceover. well, the problem was is that I never, I didn't actually really write anything down. That was all pretty much cold reading. That's oh. impressive. Because wow. the problem, well, the and it's funny because I, I don't, I actually find that to be worse. I don't, I don't think I should have done that. The no. thing was is like the way it, <laughs> when I was doing it, when I was writing the script it didn't come off as authentic to me. It sure. felt more robotic and I didn't like it. Like I was listening to it and I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to redo this. And I'm just going to go off the top of my head and we're just going to roll with it. And we're going to see how this goes. And so I did. And that was the final product. You know, um, I just, I felt that I did better with the transition with my narration as I made it on the fly instead of like really, cause I, I felt too kind of, I think what I should have done for, I should have done a little of both, right? I should have done like, okay, hit this, make sure you say this sentence, but maybe, you know, you can add a little flavor here and do something like that, you know, ad lib, you know, do this. But yeah, I just, uh, that's the one thing I'd probably, I'd probably look at someone else narrating it to be quite honest. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think my voice was a little too monotone. I think it was a little too low. And I don't mean volume wise. I just mean the way that I was speaking. So, uh, so much so in that. And, and like, there's, I know one person that I would definitely would have probably contacted if I, you know, thought of it ahead of time. But, um, dear Steve Bloom. Oh, oh, oh man. that would have been nice. But I'm, I'm thinking Peter Cullen, maybe. No. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, that's just, that's just me. That's the one thing I would kind Season of, two. I would. <laughs> I would probably no. change where I wouldn't have my narration in it. Cause like you already see my name is Jen said like 50 billion times. So I mean, as it should be because <laughs> you did all of this work. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. But yeah, those, those, it's so funny how like my favorite parts are literally like, Oh, I cut this so freaking nice. I love it. Absolutely love it. And that's you all, the joy of editing CJ. Yeah. And then like you guys get all this, like, you know, when, you know, Bill's great speech and Tiana's great speech and, and this and that. And I'm just like, Oh, but I cut Luffy in there and he looked badass. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's just, I, I never expected to get that kind of attention. I never expected to be so warm received, you know, like, I, I was very nervous to really go all out as I did because, you know, we have Jose, a former, you know, Toonami faithful, you know, one of the co-founders who does this for a living, you know, Chad, Chad Bonin, who's done all different types of stuff. You had um, a few documentaries that I thought were so wonderfully done, you know, that are already on YouTube, like one from Chris Stuckman, as an example. Um, I just, I, I really feel like I don't belong to be part of that discussion now. And like, that's why I'm even like, like I was taken aback when I was approached for the AMA I'm doing later. I'm like, excuse me. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like I, I really didn't. And oh, so for sure. you know, that's the biggest lie I've heard in 2020. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You see, I don't know you see all these other tsunami uh, videos, documentaries, almost all of them talk about the shows, maybe the impact thereof, uh, sometimes the packaging, and, you know, they're nice. Uh, a lot of them are really well put together, but not many of them really talk about what it means to the fans. And I, I think this is probably the only one out there that, that really goes deep into that. And I think that's great. And to segue off sketch point, not just any fans, but fans who went on to be featured in shows 
that are on mm-hmm. Toonami. So much so that, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're in at parts of their career where they will continue to contribute, hopefully and probably. So, so that, that really makes an extra impact mm-hmm. and unique factor in your documentary. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, like, I feel as if a lot of people talk about how it affected fans. Rightfully so, because, I mean, like, where would anime be without Toonami? But it's funny because there are certain limitations that keep me away from being an athlete, right? I'm not 6'5", you know? I'm not... You can be a jockey. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thinking outside the box, yes, but I think the horses are more the athletes in that than the jockey. Um, I, I, I'm not specifically, like, and I'm just speaking to me personally, I'm not uh, gifted athletically. You know, I, I played sports and, you know, I was okay, but I was, you know, I'm not a five-star, you know, athlete recruit, you know, getting on a football team or a soccer team or a basketball team. So you can be, in, and I was inspired by watching, you know, some of the greatest basketball players of all time because that was my favorite sport. And it sucks when you have to kind of live through or when you realize you're not going to be able to reach the type of ceiling that you were hoping, you know, not because of anything that you can control. Like I can't control my height. I can't control, I can control my athleticism to an extent. I can control, you know, my work ethic, but you know, since basketball was the thing I was, you know, basically practicing my whole life for, Mm. it kind of was a real like shock of like, you know, or not shock, but just more like kind of disappointment of like, man, I can't, I can't do that. And then, you know, and it's not just, you know, sports, it can be in other professions too, but you, you go to, you go to this, you know, you go to voice acting, right? If you put in the work, you can do it. Look at look at um uh from from the interview. Uh, look at like Karina for example. They put in that work crazy, and and to all of a sudden be thrown in as such a monumental role as uh, Tornado in One Punch Man season two, especially when someone else was the voice of this character before. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> and, and you look at you know all these other guests. You know you can look at Bill. You can look at Tiana. You could look at uh, Brandon they watch these shows and they're like, oh my God, I want to do this, right? And it's like, they can, but it's not something as like, oh, how do I get into it? Boom, get right in there. No, you got to put in the work like you do in any profession. Karina's been and, acting since they were eight. And Kiba was was a child actor who, yeah. you know, was doing musical stuff, right? It's like, it, it, it's a lot of work, but it's attainable if you do the work. Unlike yeah. where in basketball, it wasn't attainable no matter what I did. Sure. And I, and I think that's the most frustrating part. It was out of my hands before I even crossed go. Yeah. And in voice acting, I don't think that's the case. I and not to say that it's belittles like what you guys do. It's just like, if you put in that work, you put in that dedication, your dream of being on that block is going to happen. So don't go to convention and be like, Hey, how do I get into this? Be like, yo, what's a class? Where can I go for like uh, improv stuff? Where can I go for like theater? You know what I mean? And then you can channel that all together to then be part of something so special, like Sword Art Online, like some people here. (laughs) (laughs) I think a really common misconception about voiceover is that you need a particular kind of voice. But if everyone had the same voice, then every character would would sound the same. It would be boring. Um, So whoever you are and whatever you sound like and whatever your heart is, that's a unique point of view. That's a unique character. And there's a space for every voice and every heart in voiceover. And yeah, it's work. And there's a lot 
you know, there's no power montage <laughs> that just happens really quick. Like a movie, you know, you have to to really be dedicated and um, develop that ability to say, well, you know, it's it might not, it might happen on the first try, but it might happen on the hundredth try. And if it means that much to you, then yeah, team up with people, find ways to grow, see what you can do to improve your odds of getting to that next step. It's it's possible. And finding your community, which is what I think Toonami is about, is really creating a space that's safe and inviting for people who like the things you like to watch, mm -hmm. to connect. And voiceover is the mm -hmm. same. And I think that's a lot of why we all love Toonami uh, and why we've all connected with each other is finding mm -hmm. those like-minded hearts and doing stuff with them. Exactly. See and how I just... segued that into something kind of that made sense? Yeah. Well, you, you that was do. great. You always do. And it's just, it's it, funny. I take the long road around, but I get there. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny because, you know, Sketch was inspired by Toonami and it wasn't necessarily in a VA way, right? I was inspired by Toonami, definitely not in a VA way. It was because of AMVs. I, I love that. I wish I could make an AMV as good as what um, the editors at Toonami. That's why I geeked out when I got to finally meet them, mm -hmm. you know? And then there are some, you know, in this documentary who were inspired because they wanted to act. And so... I think that was that was the important part I wanted to hit on because it's it's just it's different. I don't think many people talk about how Toonami really influenced them wanting to be in this field. I, I really don't. And I think it was kind of taken for granted. At least, you know, that's how I looked at it. But I'm hoping that in a potential sequel, maybe some DLC, that you'll be able to interview some folks. Uh, in other parts of the industry, like there's there's probably some producers out there, mm -hmm. some artists, like there's actually artists that are working on Japanese shows right now that may or may not have, you know, experienced Toonami when they were younger. So I, I feel like there's a whole lot of other people out there with interesting stories. And I hope that that you'll be able to share those stories. Mm -hmm. mm. That sounds like a lot of work sketch. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I've got writers and producers and directors and script adapters and spotters and all those folks for you. Nice. Editors. Um, I don't have any artists in Japan, but I'll work on it. Okay. But, That'll be the third it, spreadsheet. It's it's one of those things where like that's why I was and just like as an anecdote. They could like, be artists in the US too. I mean they okay, do occasionally true. play American Hold on, let me just cartoons. Google all of this really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, um, it's, I was, that's why I was really, really happy when Karina was, was like, Hey, do you want to talk to Eddie about it? And I was like, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cause yeah. I want more than just VAs. Not to say like VAs are bad, <laughs> you know, they're awesome. But it was really cool to get someone who, you know, doesn't hear their voice, but they see their work. Like, Hey, yeah. you know, I post that. That was awesome, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's why I was really like happy when I set up the interview, like I want to say maybe two years ago with like Emily Neves, because while it's cool, you know, she was on a comic got kill. She was on a few other shows that were on tsunami at the time. I was just more interested in her script writing stuff, a pop team Epic. Like that was, oh, yeah. that was my main thing. Cause I'm like, this is freaking cool. Like that's why I was so, so pumped to interview Marissa Lenti because of her casting, directing her ADR mm -hmm. script writing, all that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I love hearing her voice in projects. Cause I think yeah. she does a phenomenal job. And speaking of which, that was the person who Jen was having the conversation with. Uh, talk about real full circle, but that was the one that she had before her interview. But I was just geeked out because of 
like the stuff that you don't see on the yeah. anime that I really and like. And Marissa's doing incredible work in getting some new voices on mm -hmm. into anime. So yeah. Maybe if she sees it, I can get her in on the, on the DLC to start. But yeah, um, oh, she's amazing. She, she absolutely is. When we passed at Anime Expo, you know, we didn't really know each other. You just see each other's names on social media. But we've we've actually talked a few times over quarantine about, you know, sharing our networks of people to try to get folks in front of new new ears. And mm -hmm. I, I think she's super rad. She is. But I'm just saying, like, again, the VA part of it, super cool. I'm really glad. Oh, yeah. Like, she's seriously. She's super she, talented. She, very. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm just, I'm really, I'm just so interested in, like, the script writing. I'm so interested in the ADR directing, you know. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy when we talk to Alex Von David because every ADR director, I feel, has different things that they emphasize. So it's just really, really cool hearing their POVs. So that's why I. Thank you, a new spreadsheet full of names, friend. Oh boy! I'm Very good. Uh, listeners, please save me, please, please. I, I will, I will play Among Us with you. I will play Overwatch. I will gush about Gotcha games. I, I swear, I please. I will heal you till the end of time. But... I don't even play support. I will do whatever she just said. <laughs> That's not true. I play all. So Jen, now. You guys have talked a great deal about um, the process and the impact it's had. I I'm just curious. What would be if you could summarize the takeaway you'd like to have that you you would like tsunami fans and or industry professionals watching this documentary to have? I think a great takeaway from the documentary is that if you're working in the industry as a as an actor, as a writer, as an engineer, you know what you do matters to somebody else. And you don't really know when you put your work out there who's going to see it or hear it or experience it. But, just watching this and seeing how people said, yeah, this thing I watched when I was a kid, this thing I saw when I was in college, this thing I saw because my friend was on it, how it, it meant something to them, either on a massive level that changed the direction of their life or even just a personal level. You know, your work matters. And that that extends beyond just the land of Toonami, but for everyone who's involved with with creative endeavors and on this block, like you're you're touching lives, you're you're making change, you're making dreams come true or starting dreams. And that is something really cool to be part of. That's such a great answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and virtually. <laughs> See why she's in the project people. She's amazing. Please replace it's a treasure. everything I said in there with that. That was with that avocado. Was <laughs> well, avocado. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really glad everyone at least here really enjoyed it. I was, yeah. I was very pleased. And, you know, I wonder, I always wonder like, oh, they're my friends. They're just, you know, saying to kind of butter me up kind of thing, which is nice. I don't stop doing that. But um, <laughs> I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure. Right. I was worried about stuff. I was worried that it would be well received, you know? And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm really glad that like you guys really, you know, watch it and then kind of like lean back thinking, wow, that's something. <laughs> you know, and this is, I think what I really like is because it got so much attention, people are like, wow, that was Tsunami Faithful. They ain't clowning around no mm -hmm. more. They're, they're trying something now. They're so. fancy. I try to be. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, it was just, it was, it was wonderful. Well, it was, it really was a, good. a joy to be part of, and I'm glad to be part of setting it up and making it all happen. And yeah. seeing the response is pretty amazing. It, it's funny. I was trying to figure out the correct title for Jen, too. I was going to be like talent coordinator, but I'm like, but I, I actually spreadsheet like, master, right? You know what I mean. But like, <laughs> I, I'm, gl author. I'm, I'm glad you got you know the special thanks, obviously, because you deserve it. That was it. perfect. That's all I but needed. 
I just I, I felt like you deserved more, honestly, because you really, mm-hmm. you really. I should have just put emotional support. That's <laughs> fair. Emotional support, Beagle. Yeah. Because no, like Jen could tell you, I, I was. It was keeping me up at night. At sometimes, I was like messaging her, like I, I'm was. I was very down. Yeah. I was like I was nervous. totally. That's what it sounds like you, CJ. Oh my gosh, you're so self conscious. We love that about you, but I can appreciate you. You, you, you don't recognize uh, what tremendous talent you have. Yeah. So. I, I'm slowly I punching self-esteem into him with love. So I'm working on it. I don't know if I would go like that far. Cause I mean, it, it's on a sense, like there are some things you can't teach. I, I'll admit that when it comes to a project like this, but there are some, I mean, I just use Premiere Pro and a, a Adobe Edition. You know what I mean? Like, Which I did appreciate seeing that on Discord. I was like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I'm just really glad that, you know, people will watch it and, you know, it hasn't gotten a dislike yet. Which is like crazy. I was expecting like at least a couple, but that's really good. I'm really, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to hear if, you know, Jason DeMarco saw it in a sense, like, I hope he sees it and he doesn't even have to say anything. Right. Yeah. I just hope he sees it to be like, yo, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what this is. It's like a thank you to him, to Gil, to, you know, the editors, like mm-hmm. to everyone who's worked on Toonami at some point. Like it's a thanks to them. You know, like, and that's all I care. You know what I mean? And everyone who watches it to make the block possible to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't need public displays of affection. It's just more like, I hope he, I hope him and his team saw it just as a way of us saying like, thank you. You know, that, that's kind of the thing. It's just, it's really like a love letter. You know, it's a love letter to say thanks. I think. Because I do. I love those AMAs. AMAs, AMV, excuse me. Oh my god, I, 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 I do like my favorite. <laughs> my favorite one recently was that Panther like a Panther one. It just, oh my god, it was so good. Whoever edited that, I think, um, oh, I don't think it was Sarah. I think it was. I think it was uh, George. No, 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 no. It was before George started. Oh no, then Johnny. Yes, thank you, thank you. He, he like he did such a good job. Johnny Ray. He is so good with it. And like I said, I can talk about the editors like forever because I literally am like a five-year-old meaning, you know, a sports athlete with how amazing they are. So I think uh, I think we can kind of end it there. I mean, unless you guys have anything else. I just want to thank CJ for working so hard and putting this together in a time that it's hard to motivate yourself to do something even basic, to do something this special <laughs> that means so much to so many people is an exceptional endeavor and the bonkers amount of work that went into it far beyond anything I ever anticipated happening. This was Jen's fault. Uh, I will swear by this. <laughs> it is my fault. Um, but no, well, CJ, you just you, but, you just don't know when to stop. But the scale at which you then <laughs> took true. that football and ran it down the field is a little different than I expected. I got that touchdown, though. You we did. won the Super Bowl. We won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> So even if this part gets edited out, I'm proud of you. And Aww. I know that everybody was really excited to see this. So I'm glad. Thank you on really behalf glad. of all of my Pokedex. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Well, Sketch, I feel like it's time for the house cleaning. Uh, yes, it is indeed. So... 
can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and on Twitter at tsunami podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, yada, yada. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast. Get the latest news by following at tsunami news on Twitter. And read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. And if you want to get some uh, special behind-the-scenes extra content for this particular video, among others, you can subscribe to the Toonami Faithful Past at Patreon.com backslash Faithful. So before we get out of here, and thank you so much for joining us, Jen, where can they find you on the Twitterverse and uh, anywhere else? You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch as Jen Losey, J-E-N-L-O-S, as in sandwich, I. As in sandwich, I love yes. it. Yes, as in Sword Art Online. I like the sandwich. Yes, as in Shinobu. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. And CJ. Yes, as in a third word. <laughs> CJ, where can they find you? Well, I'm actually finally using Twitter again because I'm not editing anymore. So you can uh, find me on Twitter at CJ Maffris. Um, I don't think I have anything else that I really need to promote. I mean, if you could play play Pokemon with me, then then do that. That's, that's cool. Find me on Switch. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, this Sunday, I'll be uh, hosting an AMA on the Tsunami subreddit. So if you want to come and check it out, by all means, if this gets out before then, that's awesome. If not, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> uh, but that's DLC. That's, oh, they got DLC. You can always read it after the fact. I have too much DLC, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter there, which a lot of people have since the documentary. So I did something good. Yay. Yeah. And Kuro, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Happy Kuro Kitty. You can also find me occasionally on Discord being murdered and playing among us. Or um, if you check out tsunamifaithful.com, I write occasional pieces for the website. Um, I think it's only appropriate that we mention the other Tsunami Faithful members. You yes. can find Alien Renegade at Alien Renegade, uh, who also is a guest on several podcasts and has his own uh, website for his music, which you can find on his Twitter. You can find Caboose at Caboose Jr. And also he, ha- he posts numerous videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sketch, where can I find you, you lovable oaf? Oh, you could find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, and I'm trying to be more active on the Discord. I keep saying that, and I think I am being more active, but I don't know. I'm just never on at the right time, I think. Yeah. Right. And the <laughs> best part is, you can also find him being an executive producer for documentaries. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I gave him like three notes, so I'll take it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy to to be involved in any way because this is a banger banger of a project. And if you still haven't watched it, then please do go check it out on our YouTube Tsunami Faithful. Uh, is it Tsunami Faithful official on yes. YouTube? Yeah, yeah, and Tsunami Faithful official also on Facebook. So go watch it. It's a long one, though. What tsunami means to you. And don't dislike it. Don't ruin the ratio, you (laughs) jerks. I'm going to dislike it right now. Don't dislike it for the meme. Don't do it, man. Don't don't do it. And sir, not appearing on this podcast is uh, at Paul Pasquillo. He he is also a producer and 
Well, he did, he told him to make a trailer, which I think gives him gives him every right to a producer credit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm bye, just here. Everybody. Bye. Yeah. segment now that was a lovely long podcast so we're gonna keep this brief but we you know we're a tsunami faithful podcast and we kind of have to tell people when tsunami has a big change coming so oh i liked it when we just talked about my documentary yeah i agree with you sketch (laughs) down to business to defeat the huns uh i knew you were gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) thank Uh, you yeah all right so uh, this this upcoming Saturday is the lineup as you remember it from back before the Wonder Woman event and the Cowboy Bebop Marathon, which, by the way, great bumps in the Cowboy Bebop Marathon. And that promo mm-hmm. was like the best promo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Simple to the point, but you got to love the interaction between Tom and Sarah and that. Bebop. What? Bebop. Bebop. <laughs> Bebop, just mm, so good, so so well cut together. I, I wonder who who did that one. I feel like I feel like Tom's like I want to hear my voice more, Sarah. Why do you even have to ask? Yeah, well, in the bumps for that marathon, there was at least this one time where Sarah's like, you know, Spike's voice sounds familiar. What do you think, Tom? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that. That may not have been the first time that they've done that, but I I don't recall a previous time. But yeah. So the regular lineup for this upcoming week, still Dragon Ball Super kicking things off at midnight. Uh, then we got Sword Art Online, Alicization, where Wonderworld returning at 1230, uh, Fire Force at 1, Assassination Classroom at 1.30, the rerun of Game of Seto Death Beats because technically speaking those episodes already aired so this is uh, segments uh, 11 and 12 out of 14 so it's kind of the penultimate great episodes involving Bendy Rivers if you're familiar from the first season <laughs> Bendy Rivers played by Benjamin Rivera who uh, who was among the lovely people on the Adult Swim like forum and chat i i don't know how they uh how they ended up being in the show itself but i i think that's really cool because he's from chile and he recorded in chile which is the globalization of entertainment it's very interesting mm-hmm. uh then uh, after that rerun you have naruto ship it in at uh 2.30 and you have Demon Slayer rerun at 3. And then the upcoming week uh, the 9th of January we're still kicking off with Dragon Ball Super at 12.30. It is the return of Attack on Titan for the final season. 
Very exciting. That means everything else gets moved down a half hour with Sword Art taking 1 a.m., Fire Force at 1.30, Assassination Classroom at 2. Game of Seto's last two segments will air at 2.30 that week. Then Naruto Shippuden at 3 and Demon Slayer at 3.30. And then the week after that, we've all been wondering, where's Gridman? Well, Gridman's here. <laughs> That's like the show, dude. That's actually clever. Yeah. S S S S S dot Gridman. That might have been too many S's. Something yeah, you put five. S dot Gridman is uh, premiering at 2.30 uh, a.m. replacing Game Museto Death Beats. So Black Clover's fans, sorry, you're going to have to wait a little longer. I have a feeling that's coming back when Sword Art finishes, right? It's possible. Yeah. Or they might have another show lined up. Uh, hmm. Attack on Titan has this habit of just showing up whenever it, it wants. needs to. No, whenever it wants. It's not what it needs. It's like, oh, I'm back. I'm it's coming like, back. It's like Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah, that'll replace so-and-so show. No, Attack on Titan just said, make room for Attack on Titan dub premieres. Sketch, wouldn't you make room for that? I uh, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, one thing I wish they would do that they don't is is um and I know people hate this but for something as complex as Attack on Titan, you need a recap episode. I I wish, you know, they have the films that you can watch that recap the previous seasons, but mm. uh it would be nice to have a, a a recap before we get into the final part of Attack on Titan just because, you know, it's it's been quite a while since we saw the last season. So You hear that tsunami? Build us a good promo. Tell us what happened. You've done it before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that time they did the Bleach one. Yep. That kind of caught things it, up. Absolutely, yeah. and, and that, that would be good to, to, to do. I think I could, I could take a, a good promo recap. I could I could live with that. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't have minded if they had done a catch-up marathon. But, oh, well. <laughs> that I think there's a recap movie that's on Funimation's website. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not sure if it's dubbed or not, but... Make that's, way that's for Titans. They're coming. They're yeah. coming again. So with the nature of that show being brought on as soon as it can feasibly happen, they just kind of shuffle the lineup whenever they need to. So I was actually thinking that Attack on Titan, due to you know whole global pandemic and everything, that they might wait until after Sword Art finished or something. But no, no, we're just moving things right along. Which I think is good. It's good that they're putting it on as soon as they can. So, yeah. Anyway, that is a very stacked early lineup for Toonami this year, and I think that's great. Lots you know of good, good stuff. Lots of fresh content. You know what else is lots great? of fresh content straight up for 2021. That's that's pretty great. And we're getting we're, grid, we're, we're, man. Gritters. Yeah. The gritters are we're hitting around. We got a nice uh, Lindsay Seidel power hour. Oh, that's right. Nagisa and then the purple hair girl. Yep. He's, yep. Nagisa in uh, Assassination Classroom and Akane in, there we go. in Gridman. Didn't you like that I used that gift for the documentary preview stuff? Yes. Thank you. Akane's very cute. Well, it wasn't even just that. I'm like, wait a minute. Gridman's coming to Tanami. This is perfect. I can use this. I'm smart. Good, good, good stuff. I'm the smarts. 
so yeah, as a you know, quick reminder, I the lineup that you remember is back this upcoming week, assuming this podcast is out by Saturday, and I think it will be. Uh, <laughs> we we could probably push back that other top ten, maybe. Because <laughs> we might need to add something to it. I don't know. We'll or see. just extra podcasting for extra content for extra fans. I mean, I'm not opposed to two podcasts coming out the same week, but it is a lot for people to listen to. Wait a minute. We love so much. We've been producing like crazy. So that's just how much we love. I want to hear how people felt about my Dimension W pick. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Well, majority feel. Well, uh, everybody on that recording was pretty baffled. I'll say that much. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just you deserve that. Oh boy, oh, guys, boy. you can't you can't be dancing Mira in an opening. You just can't. Well, I'm that's ready the to best get part, but they only showed that yeah. once on Tsunami. <laughs> True, but it was glorious. It was. It truly was. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, that's your uh, schedule changes coming up. Stuff New coming shows. up to the schedule. So, quick reminder: we're still watching Death Beats. So, the lovely conversation that I had with Max and Caboose about the remaining episodes of that show will come out at some point, probably after both have aired on Toonami. You know, didn't didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> so. Uh, if you've been watching, if you're watching uh, Game Museto specifically on Toonami, you're a trooper, and please keep at it. And yeah, but uh, on the ninth, we got Attack on Titan coming in, pushing everything down a half hour, and you have Gridman coming the following Saturday, the sixteenth, replacing Game Museto at two thirty. Yay. Tsunami's looking stacked. This is a reminder you back with its Kami got kill, kill a kill like lineup days. Only it's longer. Yeah. Yeah. But still I'm I'm just I'm so glad they they're doing this right at the beginning of the year. And it's really promising for what new content we're gonna get in 2021. I'm so grateful. Thanks for all the hard work you guys are doing at Adult Swim if you're listening. And keep listening if you are. <laughs> oh, if you're I listening, you. I have some ideas for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we all have ideas, probably ones you don't care about, but no, they're mine, great ideas in our Mine is foolproof. Mine is foolproof. I see. Yes, of course. Pick up Dr. Stone as soon as possible. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that, that, movie. Was, that was that was Slayer. the idea. This made me think, speaking of Toonami 2021, they've really set themselves up for a lot of follow-up seasons. Like, it, it's not it, it's not usual, I think, and that's just my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, that they have um, a segment, and then unless it's like a long-running shonen, that they'll go back and then do another season, I've noticed. Like, some, some things I just, we never saw the next season of um, Blue Exorcist, for example. So... I feel like there's going to be so many follow-up seasons in 2021. We have Dr. Stone, we have Demon Slayer. I have a whole list that I made of, of potential seasons, twos and such. So I'm, I'm thinking like, this is a good trend. You know? 
It's yeah, the Promised Neverland. It's it's a good trend too. I mean, it might be hard if they get new fans going during this year. Please bring on new fans. But it's awesome that 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 they've set themselves up for content. This is the year. This is the year we're getting Mob Season Two. I can feel it. Sketch, sketch. That is that is so like lowbrow. Food wars, my man's food wars. Well, yeah. We can certainly hope that Food Wars will be back sooner than later. Because Food Wars has the culture sketch. Oh, yes, it does. Like, Mob is great. Mob is wonderful. But it doesn't have the culture that Food Wars has. And you know what the funny thing about it is? I hate how season three and season four and the other seasons go with Food Wars. (laughs) I think it's awful. But you still appreciate the culture. Yep. Every time. Every time, it's like the original, it's like the, the the anime food porn next level. Hey, I'm about to treat myself for finishing that documentary with some like prime cup steak. My clothes are going to be exploding off as soon as I taste it, so <laughs> I can absolutely appreciate that. Just baste that butter. Just keep basting that butter. That's what Gordon Ramsay says. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Good stuff. A lot of news. Hopefully, can we, can we, Tsunami, I just want to say this. Can you kind of like chill with the news? <laughs> Getting a little tired. Yeah. Oh, boy, that was a lot Isn't of stuff at the end of the year. Yeah, don't tell them that because then we're out of the job. <laughs> I did a documentary. My job is safe for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> Again with the humble brag. <laughs> you, you'll do very well on your performance review. <laughs> <laughs> sketch i'm the one who who starts those <laughs> yeah like you you've added a column on the on the review it's like did you make a full-length tsunami documentary yes no maybe <laughs> like oh i get to check that off on myself yeah the all rest right. of you are looking pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this little dlc you know new stuff hopefully we get this out in time uh watch tsunami do it and uh watch bad anime because that's what i've been doing and i've honestly appreciated it so much it makes me appreciate the good ones so much more sometimes you just gotta watch a crappy anime yeah i'm doing that now (laughs) persona five oh (laughs) yes i have heard that that is not not (laughs) Definitely not better watched than played. <laughs> no, and CJ is put hit the nail on the head. It makes you appreciate the good stuff, and it also helps you recognize why something is good. So, I just can't wait to continue watching my bad stuff. It's gonna be fun. As you see, we we are very angry folks, but we'll 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 be getting a little nicer. I'm out of my hole. I'm, I, I was a lead. I saw the sun for the first time, you know. So it's in a long time so it's good it's good but uh hopefully you enjoyed listening i hope that uh you enjoyed the little news thing make sure you keep up to date this weekend it's if it's if this podcast is released at the same time normal schedule is before all the new year's eve stuff following week we get attack on titan yay expanded block Woo! and then the following weekend we got ourselves a Gridman. Gridman's coming in hot after death beats leaves so make sure you watch enjoy it yeah only tsunami Happy here everybody 